0: Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up.
1: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. This is your review podcast for streaming services like uh, Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'm your host Greg Dietz and with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How are you two doing today?
2: I'm doing good. Uh, Looks like it's going to be another rainy day, but uh, other than that, I'm okay. How are you, Maya? Uh,
0: Uh, I'm I'm good. Uh, Apologies in advance if you hear any lawn mowing equipment, the landscapers are here. It's Wednesday, so they're conveniently mowing by my window every now and then. So if anybody hears that, I'm sorry. It just happens. Uh, but other than that, I'm good. Uh, you know, got an appointment to go get my nails done in about four hours. So I hope not to that. with the same lady. No, no. This place is actually here in town. The other place was like 30 minutes away uh, in Norton, this place is actually here in town. A friend of mine owns it uh, cool. that I went to high school with. Um, I was like, you guys cool with doing the trans girl's nails? And they're like, yeah, get your okay. ass in here. I was like, all right, cool. So That's good. They said they had a new nail tech. She's young. She's not very experienced, but she had openings. And I'm like, she needs some experience. She needs her confidence built up so she can work on me. I'll be your guinea pig. She can do whatever she wants. So I'm going in at four to get that done. Yay. Cool. Nice. Can't wait other to see than that, Yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> uh, other than that, just been busy uh, painting and DMing and stuff. How are you, Greg?
1: All right. Uh, just been busy with work and whatnot, like. Um, we were very late on some bills this month and I literally had today is my only day off the last day off I had was last Wednesday so it's just been constant work but other than that nothing substantial I do wish uh, conspiracy theorists didn't exist I don't know why that stresses me out so much I, I told you both about it but like I keep thinking about like is he could he say anything to my mom that's gonna get her to be all weird about stuff but it,
2: well, at least he didn't try to convince them the earth is flat.
1: I wouldn't put it past him. I would not. Put yeah.
2: He's waiting um, for it.
0: <laughs> wait. The earth's not flat?
1: Nope. We're not
2: going go to go there.
1: Columbus, it was
0: perilous. Uh,.
2: This knowledge has been known for at least 6,000 years, so we're not going to go there. (laughs) I love,
1: that's my favorite story
0: about, like. Somebody should have told somebody.
2: (laughs) Why?
1: It's like my favorite shit about, like, the shit that's taught in school is that, like, Christopher Columbus discovered the world was round. First off, he didn't discover shit. It was known it was round before him. Secondly, he thought it was pear-shaped. Thirdly, he couldn't navigate it to save his own ass. Fourthly, he got lost he fucking slaughtered hundreds of uh, aboriginals in the in the Caribbeans. We want to keep going anyway. Chris Columbus is a piece of shit. Um guys, today we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> what a what a segue. As we're gonna talk about uh uh Marvel's uh Loki, which came out today uh this morning today as a recording, but uh two days ago as of listening to this. Um and uh, the second thing we're going to talk about is Bo Burnham's special Inside, which you can find on Netflix. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to dive into Loki's first episode of six, um, which I'm, I I I don't know how I feel about these short like short six episode seasons, but they are hour long episodes, so it, I guess it works itself out. But. Um, uh,
2: I watch a yeah. lot of BBC, so I'm pretty used to six episodes a season. <laughs> fair enough, point. fair enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, like Sherlock, one of my favorite shows ever. Every season was three, four episodes max. And yeah, they were ninety minute episodes. Yeah. That was it. Usually three episodes, but I think one I think season three gave us four episodes.
1: I think like my many processes. Is- I love, I love Marvel so much that I just want more of it, and when it's like, oh, it's only
0: six episodes,
1: I'm like, that sucks, because I just want more oh, yeah. of it. I think it's my thought process on that. But. Well,
0: but, but the thing is, we're being told the story that is necessary to be told and nothing extra, so I'm fine oh, with episode agree. count. I'm fine with episode count. I don't mind if it's, oh, it's only six episodes. Oh, it's only seven episodes. Oh, it's only eight. Don't pat it no, out I and say, well, because, you know, network TV used to have, you have to have so many hour long episodes for a season, anywhere from 13 to 22, depending on if it was an hour long or if it were uh 30 minutes, you know, on the average it was anywhere from 13 to 22 episodes. And it was like, fuck, you get a lot of right. filler that way. Right?
1: No, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think, you know, like as, as somebody who's watched anime in the past, uh filler episodes fucking suck. So if you can give us some more <laughs> the Dragon co- Ball. <laughs> it's you know what's the funny part is it's far from just Dragon Ball. Um Oh no, uh, I
0: know, but that's just the one that springs to mind first. Yeah, I got you.
1: Uh anyway, this this episode. Um but yeah, you no, know, I, I still agree with you that like compact stories that say everything it needs to say are better than you know elongated for the re- for the sake of being elongated um i just want more marvel content is my thought process but uh so this story is unique to anything that's happened in marvel before because it doesn't take place within the continuity timeline that we've established um if you remember an endgame which this movie does this the movie this show does start off showing it uh loki's this specific Loki is a different time variant as they established throughout the entire episode. He is um if you remember when when uh Steve Cap and Hulk Cap is Steve. Sorry, Tony, Cap and fucking Hulk is what I meant to say. Uh and Ant-Man. and Ant-Man. Okay, yeah, Ant-Man. Uh they went back to New York, the Battle of New York in 2012 to get the Tesseract. And um and I believe the Mindstone from the staff, but uh, yeah, yep. they fuck it up. They fuck it up. Getting the Tesseract and Loki disappears. Because Hulk didn't uh, want to take stairs. Because Hulk didn't want to take stairs. Um, shortly after Endgame was over, they announced the Loki show, which everyone was like, well, the Loki that we know is dead. So it's got to be the Loki that we saw disappear. That's exactly what it is. The show literally starts off with that. And then the the uh, TVA shows up and and takes him into custody. Um,
0: the TVA the, is the Time Variant Authority, right?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, they control the flow of time, uh, or at least they say. I know in the comics that the the TVA or the three pe- the three people that hold the timeline together, they're nefarious or they have nefarious plans at certain points, to which bigger, well known like. More powerful people like basically tell the TVA to fucking chill out on numerous things, but um, I don't oh, know if the show will do that.
0: It's the time variance authority, my bad, not, uh, variance A N C I thought you said variant.
1: I thought you said variance being over the internet and whatnot. I heard an S sound, but um, uh, yeah, like the, the idea behind the time variance authority is that there was. According to Miss Minutes, which is great, um, uh, there was a great war amongst all the timelines, and it almost destroyed reality, to which then the um, the three, I don't know what to call them, gods, uh, basically established a prime timeline or a uh, sacred <clears throat> timeline, and if you deviate from the sacred timeline, you are now a time-variant criminal which is what Loki's being accused of here. Uh, As the episode goes on, uh, Mobius, played by um, Owen Wilson, wants to basically...
2: Yes, can I just say how excited I was to see him in this?
0: Did you go, oh, wow! Oh,
2: I screamed. I was like, oh, my God! It's Owen Wilson! Because I've had a huge crush on him for a long time. So I was really happy to see him in this. And I messaged my sister. And she's like, you didn't know? I was like, I don't look things up before I watched them. I didn't know. I was very happily surprised. So yay, <laughs> Owen Wilson. <laughs> uh,
1: fun fun little thing that they put out uh, on YouTube about, like it was like a minute long. But Owen Wilson knew jack shit about the MCU. He hadn't watched a single movie. And... <laughs> And throughout the production uh one of the biggest one of the biggest contributors to giving everyone knowledge on the mcu was actually tom Middleston <laughs> so what they called it whenever tom would have a bunch of actors sit down and learn about what's going on in the mcu and loki's character they'd call it loki lessons <laughs> hosted That's by tom Middleston. um yeah i love that but uh but yeah, so Owen Wilson is is recruiting Loki to help him. But in order to do that, he needs Loki to understand who he is and what his purpose is, being a variant. Um, hijinks ensue. Uh, this episode was a lore dump. It was a massive lore dump. Um, but it needed to be. It needed to set everything in motion, essentially.
2: Yeah, it set the stage.
1: Yes um i uh i personally found the the like the part where like miss minutes is explaining what a time variant is and deviating from the sacred timeline and who the the tva is and all that kind of stuff i just was just so fucking happy that they were using everything from the comics like the word nexus popped up twice in that and i was like oh thank god because the word nexus is important um we, we kind of talked about it with WandaVision, you know, her being a Nexus being and whatnot. Um, so I'm just I'm happy that Marvel's going in this route. And I tried to warn people like, Marvel's going to be going in some weird fucking places. It's going to be going into some strange fucking places. And the TVA is arguably the
2: weirdest. It, I did find the um, technology very interesting because it was very retro you know um I so i know that's Re- got to play retro into
0: yet futuristic at the same yeah. time i
2: mean it was like what retro would have thought was futuristic you know what what they if thought was futuristic in the past
1: <laughs> something i fucking love is the aesthetic of retro future i uh fucking adore that um a perfect example of that is a fallout. movie called the uh, fallout is definitely retro future um apocalyptic retro future just because like it existed in a world that was already retro future, and then the yeah. apocalypse happened. Um, but uh, uh, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow is totally yes. retro future.
2: <clears throat> that was a that fun movie. movie. Uh,
1: yeah, it's great. Uh, trying to think of some other movies that do retro future. I know that watching Alien now is retro future, but at the time it wasn't. Uh. That's actually something I like to explore at some point in the future. Legion. Like movies that...
0: Legion. Did you ever watch Legion on FX?
2: I did.
1: No, no, oh, I didn't. I, would, I should dude. have because I heard it's it was brilliant.
2: It was good.
1: Um, I didn't know that was a retro future. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Anyway, the po- point is, is it looks. Uh, Sixties, seventies inside there, like mm-hmm. that kind of vibe to it. Yeah. I couldn't pinpoint a decade, but
0: and that's the whole point. So you can't feel a pinpoint a decade, so it feels like it could be anytime. But yet, obviously, it kind of had a Who vibe
2: for me. I don't know so, why, yeah. but it felt a little Doctor Who-y kind of. You know, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Absolutely, especially yeah, when it that. gets
0: on the, like the the little. Cell and there's that little formed computerized robot screen with the smiley face on it. I was like, that's yeah. a Doctor Who.
2: I mean, but you know, of course, as soon as Owen Wilson walks out of the room, to, talk to Chicky, I was like, this isn't going to end good. This is don't leave Loki alone. You just don't leave Loki alone. I was fucking right. You don't leave Loki alone, man. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I'm. I like that Jeff got to watch it with me too this morning. Oh, nice. I, yeah, that was nice. So, um, I am curious to see where they're going to go with the second episode since this was basically setting the stage, you know. And I told Jeff, it's like, you know, she, don't tell him he's going to kill his mama because he will do anything in through heaven and hell to make sure he saves his mama because he loves his mama. That's one thing about Loki. Loki loves his mama. You know what? No, I think about Loki's mama.
1: <laughs> yeah, like when Mobius revealed to him that he ended up killing his own mother. I was like, wow! I didn't even think about that. He he inadvertently did that, which I I haven't watched dark, the fucking Dark World in a long time. But um, my favorite of the Thor movies, which is mind blowing to me. But uh,
2: so good. I thought it was good.
1: I, I didn't say it was bad. I just it's not my it's, it's not my top one. It,
0: it's it's definitely mine. It's the most closest to the feel of the comics. And I think that's why I enjoy it so much. I agree. Whereas yeah. everybody else tends to enjoy Ragnarok. Here's my thing
1: about the comics though, when it comes to Thor is I find them ex- like overly silly and kind of just, just over the top. And I don't have a problem with Thor going over the top, but I thought that Ragnarok did over the top better than dark world. So that's why I liked it. But, um, Getting off track here. Uh, Loki's journey in the sacred timeline, um, him having to experience that in the way that he did this variant, was so fucking rad. Like I love the idea. like. Yes, it was emotional and it was. He was very beaten up over it. But I just, I would just ate that shit up. I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is perfect for character building. This is perfect for him to. Um, understand what he is now, what this version of him is. I just, I loved it. I was so happy with it.
0: I love the fact that he was DB Cooper.
2: Oh yeah. I love <laughs> <Funny>. that. <laughs> that
0: was so funny. He's like, I lost a bit to Thor and heimdall
2: <laughs> Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. I wonder was- um, how they're going Because I I know we, I think we brought this up in one of our group uh, DMs. Uh, The fact that Loki is gender fluid. Yeah. You know, so are they going to bring that out in the.
0: They did. They actually, if you look at his uh, apprehended sheet in the credits, it actually says under gender, it has fluid. Oh, cool. Mm hmm. You have to pause it and catch it, but it is in there. Um,
2: but well, you all know idea. why he's gender fluid. Yes. Yes. Okay, because you know yeah. a lot of people don't actually and, know the mythology, and, yeah, say, know, and in both... the mythology, he's totally gender fluid.
1: I was going to say uh, they they utilize that mythology, that like li- literal mythology in the comics too, with him being uh, female Loki for a hot minute, hot minute. So, and he'll switch whenever the fuck he well, whenever. Yeah, he can like. do that. Um, uh, one thing that I thought was really funny about this, and I was looking at Twitter like one in the fucking morning. Um, but <laughs> the drawer that guy opened and they were just infinity stones in there that are used as paperweights. Uh, people were so pissed off about that, like legitimately super angry. And I was like, "Why are well, they so fucking mad?" And it was because they felt like you know uh, um, Black Widow died for nothing, and that all like that, that that Tony died for nothing that they could have just given those. And it's like, did you miss the part about the show where the Sacred Timeline is a bunch of stuff that's supposed to happen? So as the as the Infinity Stones and the Tesseract and probably a bunch of other fucking mm-hmm. MacGuffins throughout Marvel. They don't have the power or necessity necessity to have the power that they do in our world in our timeline, as they do in the TVA, which is outside of time. And that yep. people just that went right over people's heads. I was like, no, they're not. They're a they're like the people. They're not the walkers. <laughs> it's so funny, but I thought that shit was hilarious when he just <laughs> it's a drawer full
0: of fucking Infinity Stones, Uh Trying to think of anything. Yeah, different. and that, that was something that they established immediately is like these objects, they give you the visual clue first that these objects don't work within the presence of the TVA uh, because Loki's able to pick a stone up in his hand and it doesn't do anything. You yeah. know, it didn't like, you know, how when Star Lord grabbed it, it started ripping his essence away essentially until the other guardians, you know, helped join hands in the power of friendship on the day after the dance-off um power power of family just so oh well excuse um, yeah. me i'm sorry i because confused he's, he's, my he's, little pony in there
1: look look he he. Could, he <laughs> i'm just saying a lot of people say power of friendship but he did look over and when, when gamora went to grab his hand he saw his mother so the science family it's more fast and the furious than my little pony, I'm just saying.
2: Um hey, have you watched my Little Pony? It's a fucking awesome show. hey, but i I was just
1: making a joke because of the family line in every Fast and the Furious movie. It's funny to me it's funny. Do you
2: know me. Q is in um my little Pony? Yeah,
1: doesn't he voice the giant dragon thing?
2: Yeah, Discord. yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember fucking love it. That show was amazing.
1: Nothing against it. Uh, Anthony, the guy that I do the Mission Start podcast with, he he loved it, and he'd always send me clips of like Easter eggs that they would throw into episodes. Oh, like God, when, yeah. um, like in the background of one shot, there was the Doctor and I think Clara as a companion.
2: Yep.
1: Um, there was a shot of uh, two ponies that looked like uh, the Lutess twins from Bioshock Infinite. Whole bunch of shit, just a ton of shit. Oh yeah, the fucking- they
2: totally. Threw in all kinds of stuff, even like some of the names of their episodes were basically. This is made for adults, you know. the The kids are going to get it. The kids are going to love it, but as adults, you're also going to love it because I didn't think I, I was going to enjoy My Little Pony, but I fucking loved it. So, it so fun crazy. fact about
1: that. Fun fact about that, and I love this. So, I've never been against adults liking my little pony. I was a little confused by it when it first happened. Cause it was like a big thing. Like, Oh, all these 30 year old men are really enjoying my little pony. And I'm like,
0: what the fuck?
1: So I went and, you know, instead of just going like writing it off as some bullshit, I literally was like, I'm going to go watch some episodes. I'm not going to judge until I, until I see. And, um, uh, Hey, uh, I watched the first two episodes and I went, that seems very much for little kids. I mean, I, 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 the animation's nice. Maybe there's stuff down the line. Um, and I never, I never judged. I was just kind of like, cool. You like my little pony? I don't. So move on. And, uh, um, uh, Anthony started showing me a bunch of stuff about it and I was like, oh, that's okay. So that's, that's gotta be why, like it's written, it's written by people who are just giant nerds. That's great. Mm -hmm. And then I watched this small, like five five minute thing. And it was the, the, the creator of it. She was, she was tasked with writing this new, my little pony for this generation. And she said, she didn't want to make it like it was in the eighties, but she grew up on the eighties one. And she wanted to make something that was special for girls now. And, um, she was trying so hard to figure out how to make it work. And so she, she did. And she all of a sudden hears that there's this massive adult following of it and she was so like taken aback she's like i didn't think that was going to happen i knew that some adults were going to like it but like it's a massive fan base based on something that i i wrote and so she she and this was like seriously after the first like few episodes aired and she so she full on like her and the writing staff full on embraced it just full on were like yep we're doing this now we're now we're going to make things for adults in the show
2: yeah, I mean, we would actually come together and sit down and watch My Little Pony when the new episodes would come on. Yeah. She loved it, you know? I mean, we didn't mind. <laughs> I mean, it was it's, funny to us.
1: Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, I I haven't watched anything past this two episodes, so I, tr- I probably could, but also, I, like, want to finish a bunch of other fucking cartoons. I want to finish uh, uh, Adventure Time, and then watch the stuff that's on HBO Max. Um, a bunch of other stuff, but Yeah, no judgment on any adult who watches it because I get it. So, uh, but anyway, off track, back to Loki. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. This, this, it was just, it was a very nice episode. It was a lore dump. It kind of explained way more than I thought it was going to. Um, It sort of revealed the villain, but I'm pretty sure I know what the villain is or who it is outside of being Loki. Who? The, the, Female version of Loki. Ah. Oh. Yeah. That's who I think it is. Because, uh... Two things. Um This woman has been cast in the show for a hot minute with no name behind her character. And now she's... When you look at the IMDb, she's the only actress in the entire cast who doesn't have a character tied to her. So... so. I think that'll be revealed next week. Which, which actress? Uh... Trying to remember her name. Give me a minute.
0: Oh, I can look it up. I'm doing it now.
1: Uh Sophia De Martino. Oh, she's not the only one. There's a bunch of well, I know who she plays. I know who she plays. Well, that's just incorrect, IMDB. Fix your shit.
0: Hmm.
1: But uh, there was a there was a behind the scenes shot, like somebody fucking snapped a picture and you can see uh, Sophia wearing what looks like Loki's outfit. And she's just kinda it like she has a cool. she has like a jacket on. So that's the assumption. I could be way off base because we know Marvel and how they do shit, so I have been wrong a lot with the past two shows. So I'm totally Help. accepting that I'm wrong.
2: I'm looking forward to it. Do we want to grade it?
1: Yeah. Uh, final thoughts and a grade. Uh, I'll just go first. It was a solid A. Um, I really enjoyed how they you know, gave every piece of information they could about the TVA at the moment. I do think that the Miss Minute cartoon bit was total propaganda, and there's something behind that. Um, so I loved that immensely. Uh, it was also really funny, but also heartfelt at the same time. So I really enjoy how they're writing this version of Loki, and I can't wait to see other time variants that they go into to fix things. Um, very excited about that. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to watch more, um, and we're going to be reviewing every episode until until the show ends on this on this on this show on this podcast. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any. I mean, everyone did a great job. Uh, it was awesome to see Owen Wilson in a role that. I think it's very suiting for him. Uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else I can say. I'm I'm just excited for more of it. Uh Betty?
2: Um, I definitely give it an A plus. I was uh fangirl excited to see Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> um and I love Loki. I love Norse mythology to begin with. I I find it interesting what Marvel has done with it. And the fact that they are going to bring out uh, what I've always found to be one of the main components of Loki, uh, the gender fluid aspect of Loki, is going to be fabulous. Um, So I'm looking forward to it. You know, Owen Wilson was just like cherry on top of the cake, man. Love it. So, yeah, A-plus for me. What about you, Maya?
0: I'm giving an A. It was a lot of fun. I love the visual stylings. Um, I love the exposition that we're getting from all the lore. I'm excited to see where it goes. I want to see more.
1: All right. There you go. All right. So now we're going to move over to Bo Burnham's Inside, uh, his his newest Netflix special. Um, it's very hard to kind of give a synopsis for this special. Uh, because it's all over the place, and and Bo actually gives a warning like pretty early on in the in the entire special. Like, oh, it's, yeah. there's no theme to it. It's just all it's just whatever he wants to make. And um, I had done a 10 minute video that we were going to put up on the YouTube page about this show because I didn't think Betty was going to be interested in it. I just didn't think that you were going to watch it, and then um, I wasn't sure where Maya stood on it because. I know that we've mentioned Bo Burnham's comedy in the past, um, but I don't. I, I wasn't sure if this was something you were going to want to watch, so I just said, "Fuck it, I'm watching it because I'm a big Bo Burnham fan, huge Bo Burnham fan." So I want to. I want to check it out.
2: And um, see, I guess I hadn't made that known at this point because I also am a big Bo Burnham right. fan, I and I that. have been since he you know first came out on YouTube. I've watched this kid grow up, and now he's almost fucking. He's thirty years old, and I'm yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, I love him. Of course, I was gonna watch it, and then I found out you were a fan too, and I knew Maya was gonna hate it. But you know, that's neither here nor there. I that's didn't watch to it because I, I didn't I watch swear. it with Jeff either because I knew this was not something that he was going to enjoy. It's like when I watched Underground Railroad, I did not watch it with him because I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead I a little. Bit knew there. he wasn't going to enjoy it. It's <laughs> right, so
1: I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit here because. I've watched this thing six times now. You have. I have. I don't think uh, I could do that. Um, I absolutely adore this thing on multiple fucking levels. And, uh, actually, as a matter of fact, uh, Thursday, which is tomorrow for us recording this. And yesterday, by the time this episode comes out, uh, he's putting out all the songs on, as an album on Spotify and other digital platforms. Um, and, uh, I uh, this is S tier, like it goes above an A plus for me on this thing. Like, this is some one of one of the best fucking things I've ever watched in my life. I absolutely fucking love it.
2: Um, can I ask you before we ask why Maya didn't like it? Can I ask you what is it about this show that you love it so much that you've already watched it six times? what Bo is, what is not, it that calls Bo is not to a you?
1: comedian? Bo is not a comedian. Yeah. He's made comedy songs, yes. He's not a comedian. He is a theater kid. And if you watch, let's say, Make Happy, this is painfully evident. Um, in, in Make Happy, which never had an album attached to it, it was just a show, he very, he very much talks about, at the end of it, not being happy, feeling oh, yeah. uh, uh, depressed and um, uh, having anxiety uh, which he does express in this in this special as well um, and so watching his descent into mental illness in different forms of mental illness too was and 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 doing it in performative art was incredibly impressive to me the first half of this is him doing his same typical shit but in a different way because it's been five mm-hmm. years since we've seen him and mm-hmm. Uh, uh a lot of the songs in it uh, like they have double meanings triple meanings on on like like white woman's instagram has multiple meanings to it um oh, i've yeah. seen a lot of people say that white woman's instagram is this misogynistic take on white women's i was like no 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 he's actually defending white women uh to an extent in this but he's also pointing well, he out he compares how-
2: it to heaven you know and but it's also very generic because it's white woman's instagram And i'm like yeah that, well, that's there's, a subtle, my <laughs> yeah. there's a subtle Instagram
1: yeah, and it's fun, but there's a subtle moment in it that I think goes over. Like it, a lot of people don't catch it. And that's the moment where he's kind of it's the breakdown of the song where he's talking about the, the white woman is saying, like talking to her, her, her deceased mother and father saying like, she's made it and whatnot. The aspect ratio changes to be full screen. And it's because he's humanizing these, these, these women, he's humanizing these people as in, they just want to be seen. They just want to be known that they exist and that they have feelings and and, and their personalities and that to just be derivative and make fun of their, their uh, Instagram isn't fair. But then the aspect ratio goes back here because it goes back into what the original meaning was, you know, what, what he was been trying to say. But that's my point is that there's a, that each song has multiple angles to it. The, the, the performance angle of him being a theater kid and do like the song turning 30 where he has three lights set up and he has his phone, you know, and he's just kind of flashing the background as a, as a beat hits, but he's switching the the angle to the light. Fucking beautiful. Like Mm -hmm. the, one of my favorite songs in the whole thing is welcome to the internet where in my mind, the way that he presents this with the lighting and the, and the song itself is this, the internet is Satan. And But Satan presents himself like, here's how I envision that song. So the beginning of it is a ringmaster, like a Barnum and Bailey kind of guy. And he is presenting the internet like it's the next greatest thing. He's a snake oil salesman, if you will. And then there's the breakdown. And it's supposed to be like this love affair between the user and the internet. And then the laugh comes in. And in my mind, this guy's suit turns bright fucking red. He grows horns and his glasses are bright red. And, and then he sings the chorus again. And I'm just like, it's fucking perfect. It's so fucking perfect. But then the show takes the dark turn. And it's around turning 30, maybe a little bit after turning 30, definitely after intermission. And um, it starts to show his kind of descent into this very depressive uh, state of, of disassociation, derealization, and him kind of lamenting that in a lot of songs that he sings throughout the final parts of this of this show, um, it got to the point where I was really concerned about Bo Burnham's mental health, like, is he okay in regards to suicide? There's a beautiful shot in this show, by the way, in this, in this thing that I fucking love to death, and it's, uh, poor choice of words on my part, it's him, like, three months into making this talking about not killing yourself. Like it's the part where he's like, if you think about killing yourself, don't, don't do it. And, and it's that speech, but then it cuts to him like 10 months into making it. He has a long beard, long hair, and he's projected his younger self on his chest, telling his older self not to kill himself. That is a struggle that I think so many people deal with, that there's that part of your brain that tells you not to do it. But are you listening to it or are you ignoring it? And that's what that said to me. That's what that expressed to me. Uh, there are a lot of direct things in this too. Like, I think uh, one of the songs that happens early on with um, uh, "The Way the World Works" and Sako. Um, think about how that's contextualized. Sako's the one that starts talking about the the real problems in the world, right? It's not Bo, it's Socko. And when Socko gets angry at Bo, what does Bo do? He tries to rip him off his hand. This to me was, a, was symbolism for the fact that the rich elite do have control over the people who know what the real problems are, but keep them in line. The line, who's on whose hand here, Expressed that. Yes, directly, it's funny because it's a fucking sock as a puppet. But outside of that, it's more in line with how the world works with the Rich Elite keeping the downtron down. I literally like like I said, I've watched this six times. I watched it, I watched it high, like really fucking high one night. And there was there was a couple things I noticed while high. Like the in-between shots, um, the melody that he used in the very first song, uh, he uses throughout the entire show. Um it's just the the pitch shift or the uh the uh tone is different, but it's the same, it's the same keys. It's the same melody. Kind of like how they used it in uh Wandavision. Um this hour and what 45 minutes, I think it is, is 29. 29, okay. Adding more to it. it. Is all performance art. It is a it is as as somebody put it succinctly, this is not Bo like Bo Burnham is not a a comedian. He is a depressed theater kid. And this show exemplified that to its fullest extent. And I, I adore it. I adore it to death. Like I can't, I can't love it more than I do, but that's, that's how I saw it. So the floor is your guys's.
2: Um, it made me uncomfortable. Um, which I think it was supposed to. So, uh, the the fact that it was all filmed in basically that one tiny room, I am claustrophobic. Uh, when I was y'all. younger, I got trapped in a bathroom. And uh, at a gas station, the door wouldn't open back up. My tiny little seven-year-old self couldn't get it to open back up. And all I could think was, I'm never getting out of here. They're going to leave without me. You know, my parents are just going to forget that I'm in here and take home. And I've had claustrophobia ever since then. So, uh, you know, the whole filming in the one room thing, it made me feel very uncomfortable. Um, and again, I think you're right. Bo is not a comedian but it also made me think a lot of Robin Williams. Yeah. And you know, it's the ones who laugh the most that you really need to watch the hardest because Uh they're really dealing with something inside that they don't want you to know about, you know, and I'm, I haven't looked up what he's had to say about this piece. Um, because really part of me, it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Part of me does wonder how much of this is just a performance and how much of this is very deeply real. You know, it's like, I wanted to give him a hug. Yes. <laughs> be like, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's, uh, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I think the first half is just his basic stuff, his basic performance that he usually is known for. And the second half is totally different.
2: I mean, there's, you know, there is a difference to these songs, too. There is a very deep sense of he's jaded, you know, he's he's very jaded. And I think, you know, YouTube put him in a spotlight that nobody understood at the time. It was so new. And, you know, I, I don't think he expected what this to come out of it that came out of it. And I mean, he's done some amazing work, but a lot of people still think of him as that kid on his keyboard in his bedroom. You know, that's he hates
1: that. he yeah, hates that's
2: that. not him. He's he's 30 years old now. He's grown. He's expanded. His body of work is amazing. And he's so much more than a guy who can make you laugh. He's exactly. a guy who makes you feel. Exactly. you know and this definitely made me feel it made me feel very uncomfortable but you know I think that it that's how it got its point across and yeah. and I don't regret watching it I don't think I will seek to watch it again because again the uncomfortableness of it for me but uh yeah I did braid it a thumbs up on Netflix I you know I did I I thought it was good to see that side of him and I hope that it, you know, other people took that message and and took walked away with something good from it. it. And it helped them somehow to know that, you know, here's Bo Burnham, this big celebrity guy who started out on YouTube. And, yeah, he's got fucking problems just like the rest of us.
1: You know, I'm not going to lie, Betty. I, one of the big things that I took away from this was that uh, the thoughts that I have, the dark thoughts that I have the feelings that i get the um you know uh, am i pretentious because i'm a white guy trying to you know like when at the end of this fucking podcast when i do all those things like is that pretentious is that am i just doing that because i'm a white person trying to feel better about myself like he in a sense helped with that with this like yes but also no and i I just uh, i just yeah, sorry. I just I just I could I could talk about this fucking special for hours, literally. Like there's so many angles to it. But mm. I and I know Betty is in agreement with this, want to hear from Maya. Uh
0: just <clears throat> first of all, visually what he did. Brilliant. I'm not gonna lie. That's very working with his equipment that he had doing everything that he did all himself. Brilliant. I mean, you know, he took a lot of time, a lot of effort. I'm not going to take anything away there. It's just his style. I can't stand it. I can't stand his, uh, the songs. I, I, I'm not a fan. I'm just not a Bo Burnham fan. You know, I don't have anything against him, but he doesn't entertain me. He annoys me more than anything. Okay, and I didn't realize how much so until last night.
2: Really, you don't like God's perspective, or lower your expectations? I, mean, I listen to folk on the daily.
1: <laughs> do what now? I said, is it the music style? Because I know that you're a big fan of certain music styles, and if there's a thing that's outside of that, you're usually not a fan of it, even if it's. No, you no, know. it's not
0: the genre. The genre of the music. It's just the fact how he incorporates music so much into his act and the whole performance art thing. I'm just not a fan of that style. Hmm. I just can't get into it. It is impossible for me to get into it. See, I don't
2: uh, have that issue. I I love that kind of stuff. So. Again, my biggest up. concern with this one was, <laughs> was the tiny room. If he'd not done it in that tiny room, I, I might watch it more. But that tiny room just makes me feel so fucking and, claustrophobic.
1: <laughs> what's funny is I totally get where you're coming from with that. And you are you nailed it on the head. That is intentional. 100%
2: mm-hmm.
1: intentional. So, But that's fascinating, Maya. Because, like, I, I, I mean, we've talked about Weird Al, right? Like, Do you like Weird Al? Oh, yeah, I love Weird Al. See that's see that's why I maybe
2: a Gen Z weird owl.
1: Well he even he even makes a he makes a joke in the very beginning where he writes on the board like Malcolm uh, Venn X, weird weirdo me. Yeah. Like there is that uh it's just so it's it's you're very much like my dad then, Maya. Like you appreciate the message, you appreciate the art,
0: but you're just not into it. Exactly. I don't hate it but I don't like it. Gotcha. You know, I, I, I recognize his skill, his talents, uh, you know, um, he's a very stream of conscious person, but yeah. in a, in a written out form and that's great. That doesn't bother me. I just, it's his delivery of things that I just can't get behind, <clears throat> you know,
1: I I but, understand where you're coming. But, I totally but, I totally
0: get where you're coming from with that. But uh, I get you know I, I recognize the genius behind everything he did. It's just not for me.
1: You know what's funny, it's Maya? It's not for I was, me. I was talking to
0: my dad, and I said,
1: "I get people not liking something as long as they understand it. I oh, get yeah. people. I get people saying like a perfect example for me um, personally is I don't like Seinfeld." I don't like the show. I don't think it's funny. And I've had a lot of people say, well, you just don't get it. No, I get it.
2: Yeah, I just don't show, like it. <laughs> the show is
1: about irony. I fucking get it. Just not funny. Um, and that that always gets to me. It's like if I, can, if I talk to somebody and they go, I didn't like it. And I go, oh, why is that? And they go, I don't know. I don't want to have a conversation with that person. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, educate yourself as to why you don't like it. I mean, that's the thing. Well, you know, again, that goes also along with what I call willful ignorance when it comes to social issues. You know, people people who vote conservatively tend to also be very uh, fear-driven. And they're fearful of things they do not understand. And that fear also stops them from being able to investigate and understand the thing that scares them it's, it's a vicious little circle you know um, and that's again you know I have people screaming at me out car windows that I'm a dumb bitch because of BLM stickers on my car this is something we run into a lot in this area they the, we have the internet and even the majority of us in Appalachia now have the internet educate yourselves people Please just. Oh, they are. They go to those QAnon websites. That's not education.
0: <laughs> but they've learned so much. They have they, learned. They found out. They found out all these conspiracies, and you know we're part of the problem.
1: Uh you know it's funny, Maya. As I, I was talking to. Um, sorry to segue off. Not even segue. Just go back to the. Anyway, what's funny to me is that um, when I watched this for the first time, I couldn't shut the fuck up about it. I kept talking to my dad. I was annoying the hell out of him in the car while we were door dashing, and I would literally brought up lyrics to the songs, and I was reading them. And as I'm reading them, I, f- I had to stop because I was like, these are completely out of context. It doesn't fit unless you have the music behind it. And my dad goes, Greg, I I really appreciate you kind of expressing your feelings about this this uh, this special, and that you 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 really appreciate what he did, and you you love it. Um, I can't fucking stand musical. comedy. (laughs) That's that's what he says. He goes, I can't fucking stand musical comedy. He goes, um, I understand that Bo is a genius. I understand that Bo is, uh, uh, his lyrics are very intelligent and smart. Like you've read his lyrics to me before. There was one song that you loved because of how clever the wordplay was. And I go, yeah, words, words, words. And he goes, but it's. I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I can't stand it. And I, so I, he, he uploaded on YouTube. Um, welcome to the internet. And I, and I go, well, just how about listen to the song? Listen to welcome to the internet. And he goes, yeah, I don't, I hate it. <laughs> he goes, I, I I can't stand it. He goes, I there's get the message. one
2: that he put on YouTube um, that did not make it into the special. I, uh, I think there's a very good reason for that. It doesn't Which really one? match with everything else. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Repeat lyrics.
1: Repeat lyrics.
2: Yeah,
0: he's been too busy watching Inside over and over again. To I know. Can see that
2: it, it came up in my um, YouTube feed, and I was like, "Oh, what what's um, this?"
1: Uh, we I totally, totally get you know, where you're your talking dad's about coming stuff. from. You're talking about repeat stuff. The, the okay. song about the song about uh, uh, like boy bands and shit, right?
2: Yeah, where everybody's yeah, just repeating lyrics.
1: That's that's. That's an old thing. That's old, 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 old. Well, I
2: said it just came out like five hours ago, a few days ago. So, That's it. just... uh,
1: If you go to his actual channel, it came out six years ago. I <laughs> am. Um, they
2: lied to me.
1: That was in one of his albums that he released, but I don't remember which one. But um, yeah, they absolutely, I don't know who re-uploaded that, but they lied, lied, lied to you. Uh, yeah, I don't remember which album that was on, but no, that song is fantastic. I fucking love repeat stuff.
2: So if have you guys ever heard of um Roy Zimmerman?
0: Sounds familiar.
2: Okay, he does.
0: I've heard of George Zimmerman, that piece of shit.
2: No, it's not him. I love Roy. He's very nice. He's very sweet. Um but he does songs and it's political comedy. And one of my favorite ones of his is um You're a socialist. Uh cuz he's like have you ever driven on a public road? you're a socialist. You know? I'm just like, yep. <laughs> I'll have to send you a link to some of his work because uh, I'm actually friends with him on Facebook and he's so nice. I wish him a happy birthday. And he's like, thank you. He's like, oh, he recognized me. <laughs> I felt special. Uh, but he does. His lyrics are hilarious too. I mean, because so many gotchas. It's Sorry, like I'm- if weird eye went political.
1: Was it on what? Is that where he sung repeat stuff? Hold on. I'm, try- I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah. Okay. It was on what? It's on... It's on. You can watch that live on Netflix, uh, but it's on the album What? I knew it was on a fucking album. Sorry. I had to do that for myself. Uh, anyway. Ooh, yeah. So I I, I... I have another question for you, Maya. Like, so you like Weird Al... Are there any other musical comedians that you like versus don't like or as like, because now I kind of want to explore this a little bit.
2: How many musical comedians are out there?
1: Tons. Ninja Sex Party. uh, Not familiar. uh, Ninja Sex Party is a bit more, how do I put them in a category? They're directly comedy and they're always sex based. But um. They're, they're, oh, there's that's no,
2: too much for this little vanilla bean. So, <laughs> uh,
1: um, I think they're very funny, but it's also a lot of like a lot of the the sex stuff is making like so Danny or yeah Daniel Avedon is the, he plays Danny Sexbang, and the character of Danny Sexbang is always about having sex, but much like with Johnny Bravo, no girl actually wants to fuck him. So that's mm-hmm. that's kind of where a lot of the jokes come from.
2: That's usually um, how
1: it goes. But yeah, so that's that's why I like it. Like it's not uh uh there's a <laughs> there's a whole song he has called Why I Cry, and it's and it's a song about why he cries after sex every time. It's really funny. Um have
2: you ever listened to any Lords of Acid or Yes.
0: L7? Yes, I have.
2: Yeah, I I know every single word to uh pussy.
0: Well, if you ever went to the planet in the 90s, of course you do.
2: Oh, no, I never did.
0: Oh, well, they played it a lot.
2: Yeah, I was not allowed out of the house. My dad was a cop, okay?
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I never uh, even
2: snuck out as a kid. I mean, I was such a fucking goody two shoes.
1: Have you ever heard of Stephen Lynch? Yeah. I fucking love Stephen Lynch. Uh, Tenacious D counts.
0: Garfunkel. And and
2: Garfunkel. Yeah. Um, You can't so- stand Tenacious D?
0: I can't stand Tenacious D. Now I
2: gotta look this up. Uh,
0: <laughs> not a fan. Not a
2: fan. John Lejeune. They're
0: talent. They're talented as hell. Uh Jack Black has vocal range like a motherfucker, and they're very talented guitarists. But I, I don't mean,
1: outside, mind. I was like outside of Tenacious D, other stuff that he's saying, it's incredible. Um. So, yeah, uh like I'm looking through a bunch of like musical comedians. I was going to say um, Rodney Carrington is a country musical comedian.
0: I used to find his comedy funny. But I think what it was more
2: John
0: because Joey. No, John yeah. is great.
2: John, LeJoey is great.
1: Show I love B- that Canada. song. High You're as John fuck. Beatles. High as fuck is good.
2: Yes, it's a great song.
1: Yeah, I fucking I I.
2: What about Adam lo- Sandler? Because he's done a lot of comedy songs. True,
1: too. very true. He had, he had multiple albums.
0: His I his, his I I did too. They were hilarious, but his movies it's, not it's, so much. See, I
1: think that's what's I think that's what's fascinating to me is that when it comes to musical comedy, I'm usually 100 percent into it. Um, one of my favorites is uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Have either of you
0: heard of Garfunkel and? O's?
2: I love Garfunkel. Oh yeah, right.
0: Shelly uh, what's her name? Shelly Mccoochie and yeah, or Kate Mccoochie uh, looking... and uh, what's the other girl's name?
1: Yeah, I don't remember because uh, I'm bad with names. But why, why is my fucking shoulder so stiff today? Um, they're funny. They're hilarious. Uh, Rodney Carrington is funny, but I hate that the fucking penis song is the only thing anybody ever knows of his. Drives me absolutely. I don't know. Bad,
0: uh, that, I mean, that, that's what put him on the map, and it was funny, but he had a lot better stuff.
2: I sent y'all a link to that one guy who was singing, like, you know, uh, that Facebook drama about um, somebody's broccoli casserole, Helen's broccoli casserole. Oh, yes, casserole. yes. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Ricky
1: Lindholm is the other half <laughs> of Garfunkel's.
0: That's right. Thank you. I couldn't remember her name off the top of my head, but did yeah. you see their Netflix special?
2: No, I have not.
0: Not yet, oh, actually. I didn't even know they had oh, one. Yeah, it came out about a year and a half ago, I think. Sometime in late I 2019.
2: That. It's pretty I was a little busy then. My husband had a stroke, so I was kind of out of it.
0: It may have been around mm-hmm. that time. It may have been a little bit sooner than that, but it's pretty good. Uh, have you guys ever heard of Access of Awesome?
1: No. Yes. Okay. They're okay. They have a few good ones. Uh, Jonathan Colton.
2: I love I Jonathan is... Colton. Ikea. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm looking through a list of, of musical comedians. Like, There's a bunch on here. Flight of the Concords is fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, the Folksman is so fucking funny. Uh, I wouldn't call Ricky Gervais because cause he plays a guitar, a fucking musical comedian, but whatever. No. No. Um, yeah, like I like a lot of these musical comedians. I've owned their albums. I've owned like I've listened to a, like a lot of their stuff multiple times. Oh, Lonely Island! I fucking love Lonely Island.
0: I'm only oh, aware
1: wow. of that one song of theirs. Is it the boat one that everyone fucking plays over and over and over? That's no, the
0: one I just had sex. Oh, okay, that one too.
1: Yeah, they have like their albums have great fucking songs on it, but much like with comedians in general, you get that one fucking thing that everyone knows way too much and I'm on a boat and I just had sex or that for lonely island, but their albums are like tons of songs that are way better than that. Um The Marx Brothers, Hello? kind of. They had comedy songs, but I certainly wouldn't call them musical comedians. Oh my. Oh the main gosh. street oh the fucking new Main Street singers they're fucking hilarious. So they were they were featured in a mighty wind. Which is oh,
0: that movie. movie is hilarious. Yeah. Tons of musical comedy in that. Uh do 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 do.
1: There's a few on here I've never heard of before. Like the scared weird little guys. I don't know who the fuck that is. The Mm-mm. Smothers brothers are great. No. Arguably Spinal Tap. Hmm.
2: That's one of Jeff's favorites.
1: Um. And Roy Zimmerman is on the bottom of this list. See? Uh. Because uh, well, yeah, his name starts with a Z. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I fucking. Yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know. Like, And that's the other thing about this special. Going back to Inside. I don't see this as a comedy special. I really don't, in any way, shape, or form.
2: No, no, I did not either. Performance art, definitely, but not a comedy special.
1: That's why I only call it a special. That's why I simply I don't add comedy to it at all.
0: Somebody goes for, like I th- for, for 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 it not to not be a comedy special. He says comedy an awful lot in it.
1: Well, that's the point. That's well, exactly yeah. the point. Um, the opening bit of like. <laughs> like the line are you really joking at a time like this is is imperative to the idea that he he is not wanting to be funny but he is uh, arguably addicted to the spotlight so he feels like he needs to be funny even though he doesn't feel funny
2: Do you have to lick me
1: Again I I've like I said I arguably have overanalyzed this fucking special
0: Have you ever heard of uh speaking of comedy um musicians have you ever heard of bird cloud no okay i'm gonna send you guys a link i'm gonna share something with you after we get done because it is not something that i want to put on here of course you know for flag purposes but
1: (laughs) right 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 i'll Um, I'll
0: share it after we wrap up okay we'll wrap up here
1: soon i like I said, I mean, uh, let, let's go ahead and give our final thoughts in a grade. I I've watched this fucking thing six times. Uh, I I'll probably watch it a seventh time. I I cannot get enough of this fucking thing. I'll listen to the actually. I'll probably listen to the album versus watching it. Um, this is this goes above an A plus for me. I don't know what else to put it. That's why I said S tier. Like it's it's unbelievably good to me, and I don't think there's a part of this I dislike. Genuinely. Like I know that the claustrophobic feel, you know, might be a downside to some people, like like Betty. But for me, it added to the performance art. So, yeah, that's it for me. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it.
0: Uh, um, I'm gonna go ahead and say, if you're a Bo Burnham fan, this is an A plus for you or better. I uh, I don't see how it couldn't be because I mean. What he does, he does well. He does incredibly well. If you are not a Bo Burnham fan, I don't think this is going to make you one. No. Um, And I don't think you'll enjoy it. I don't think I can give it a grade. Uh, Uh, It's fair. I I, I really don't because I don't want to be cruel to it because it is genius, but it's not for me at all. And if you're not a Bo Burnham fan, I don't think it's for you either. I mean that's all I can really say about it.
2: Okay, well um honestly I would give it I would give it a B plus. I mean and it's not because I don't like him. Um I think there were I think there could have been other ways to have gone about this. That might have gotten the point across just as well without that underlying sense of dread. I'm not sure, though. You know, again, it, it is something that I'm glad I watched it. I don't think I will watch it again. I it just made me feel very uncomfortable overall, you know, it was, and. Again, I guess that's, you know, if we've all, you know, if you do enjoy Bo Burnham and you've gone through some shit, you're going to get this, but it's going to make you feel uncomfortable too. And some people, uh, they, you know, embrace that. Others, they don't. And I'm not really in the mood to embrace that right now after this fucking (laughs) past year. So, you know, I do give it a B plus. It's definitely worth watching. I can't say that I would want to watch it six times like Greg has, but it definitely was worth watching.
1: So. I, like it's it's hard to describe exactly like why it, it's so powerful to me. And I tried. <laughs>
2: again i i completely get why it's powerful to you and you know there are certain things again that i I mentioned this before we started the show there's certain things that everybody is going to be intrinsically drawn to because it speaks to them so loudly this is something that speaks to you very loudly you know we all have those things and you know for me it it speaks but it doesn't it's not grabbing at my soul like it does yours. So, so over the past,
1: over the past two weeks that it's been out, um, I've looked at a lot of reviews, uh, a lot of people's takes on it. And the, the negative reviews are almost never what Maya said. Maya's is intelligent. well put together thoughtful. Uh, These morons go, I didn't like when Sacco said those political things. Genuinely. Like the uh, song, see that's uh, the thing.
0: I I I get his message and I agree with much of what he says. Right. It's just right. his delivery and execution, while visually brilliant and very very well done, is just not for me.
1: That's right. No, I, and I get that. Like it wouldn't. You know, it's like it's the same same thing my dad was saying. But uh, what um. That's why I was so I was so curious to hear what you were going to say, Maya. Because I know that you're not a, an idiot. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing this podcast with you for three and a half years if I thought you were an idiot. Um, so <laughs> having <laughs> so having having uh, uh, known that the only negative reviews I saw of it were that I was like, what could Maya have possibly disliked about this? I was so fascinated, and you exceeded my expectations. You you're like in no way, shape, or form do I think that your opinion is invalid or stupid or dumb. Like, it is... you, And I'm not you, trying to bash it, you know, at exactly, all. Because, exactly. Because like. you see what's there. You see what people are going to enjoy about it. You're just like, not for me. Not for me. And I applaud you for that. I really do. So, thank you. Um, that's what we do on this podcast, y'all. We have different opinions. And we support different opinions. Fucking sit down. If you don't, that's simple. <laughs> <skits>. Uh, <laughs> I <am sitting> down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, this is a lot of fun. Definitely next week. We're going to be reviewing Loki, uh, episode two. Don't know where that's going to go. If we add a movie or something, we'll let you know on the social medias, which you can follow down below this video. Or if you're listening to audio, it's, it's somewhere down below. Um, those are all the socials. You can hit us up on there if, if you have a suggestion or something in that regard. Um, if we don't come up with anything, we'll just shoot the shift for that last half hour or whatever. Uh, other than that, everybody, uh, check out the merch store, which is, I always forget if it, what, Redbubble, right? No. Uh, no, not Redbubble. Teespring. Thank you. I should have my notes up, but I thought I'd remember it. Clearly not. Okay. <laughs>
2: Head to you Teespring. say that every time you forget. <laughs> I know,
1: I know, because I'm terrible at that. Uh, yeah, head to Teespring, head to our Teespring store. You can get a bunch of merch with it. We're going to actually have something new on there, which
0: we'll get to that later. Um, All right also- now, if you buy anything on there, use the code AQU10 and get 10 percent off your order.
1: There you go. I didn't even know about that.
0: Well, what I did a memorial. I did a Memorial Day weekend uh, sale. So- but uh, you know it resulted in a few sales, so I'm like, you know what let's run some more so right now uh, use the code a q u all queued up a q u one zero ten a q u ten, and you get ten percent off your entire order
1: fantastic i that's which awesome. which
0: basically boils down to free shipping depending on what you get or more
1: yeah uh yeah, it can you can pay for the yeah pay for the shipping pay for the uh Pay for some part of it. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know about that. That's fantastic. So that's aqu ten. Uh, at checkout. Uh, also, hit up the uh, the YouTube channel. We're uh, we do we do live, like video versions of the podcast. You can find on uh, the all queued up YouTube channel. Um, if you listen to this on a on a uh, audio platform. Uh, just, you know, take a few minutes out of your day, go to the YouTube channel, you know, give a thumbs up on it. Subscribe to the channel helps the algorithm. Uh, but yeah, other than that, um, I can't think of anything else to throw in there. Uh, Maya, where can folks find you?
0: You can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. Uh, it's a public profile. So if you wish to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, they're linked publicly and you can do that from there. Um, I don't remember what my Instagram and Twitter handles are 90% of the time. And that's why I say that. Uh, if you want to catch me on other shows, I'm available to, well, I can be found on two other podcasts throughout the week on the realm of collectors, YouTube channel, uh, every other Wednesday at 9 30 PM Eastern on figure and every Friday live at 9 PM Eastern on nerd life syndicate. And that's where you can find me. What about you, Betty?
2: You can find me on Facebook at dot Well, not dot com. <laughs> um, yeah, you follow me. Now you, now you have to. Me. Now you have to get a URL. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but if you are creepy, I am just gonna I tell you straight her. up. I am no, not gonna. Uh, I am not gonna friend you back. Okay. So, um, and you can find me on Twitter at Bright Betty, and uh, that's pretty much it for right now. What about you, Greg?
1: Uh, you can follow me on all socials under Chub Rock Geek. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention, uh, we now have a TikTok account, which I'll be uploading uh, small clips from the pod, or, you know, from the podcast itself up there. Um, plus, we're going to do dumb videos occasionally. I know that Betty was talking about doing the um, watermelon mustard challenge, and we just got some watermelon in the house, so I might give it a shot, too. I doubt I'll like it, but we'll give it a shot. <laughs>
2: You know, I've been surprised by people's reactions, so I'm very curious about this. So. Yeah,
1: there was a there was a chef I saw pop up on my feed that he was like he tried it and he fucking threw the whole water like the slice of watermelon at his fridge. He hated it so much. So,
2: oh wow,
1: yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, Does
2: he like mustard?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He puts mustard in a lot of his dishes and whatnot. He was like, oh, I like mustard, scary. I like watermelon, but I don't like this. This is scary <laughs> uh so yeah uh, go follow us um it's it's just all queued up podcast I think it is it's uh hold on one second he didn't have his note ready. well because I forgot about it all queued up podcast it's one word all queued <laughs> up podcast is what it is I couldn't remember if it was just all queued up or all queued up podcast is what I couldn't remember so now that I got that in my dumb brain um so yeah go go uh, go give that a follow and uh so you just do some stupid shit on there occasionally.
2: Yeah. I'm going to have um, to figure out how to use it because <laughs> I'm old.
1: <laughs> well, you were able to log in, right? Like you're able to, look yeah, at, I maybe. was,
2: I've okay. got it on my phone. I just, so I, I...
1: we'll talk about after recording, like what, what yeah. the best, the easiest way you can do it. Um, but, um, but yeah, this should be fun. Uh, do, 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 I think that's it for everything. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate you being here, appreciate you, you know, giving us your patronage and, and hearing what our opinions are. Um, like I said, next week, Loki, see you episode two, for sure. Uh, yeah, but other than that, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, I have things listed here, guys, that say different phrases that we've been throwing out as a society to try to stop people from being pieces of shit. But I don't think our listeners are pieces of shit. I don't think our listeners are racist, bigots, or anything like that. So I'm, I don't think it's necessary for me to say this stuff. I'm just going to say, be a decent fucking person. It's just that simple. Open the door for somebody. Don't expect a thank you. Uh, 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 if you see somebody in the grocery store who's like about to turn the aisle, let them go ahead of you. If you're in line for something and you have a cart full of shit, let the person behind you with one item go in front of you. It's that simple. Be a decent fucking person. And thank you guys for listening.
2: Peace, love, and polypops, everybody.